Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Avs lose to the Winnipeg Jets 4-3, to but it is in overtime, so they do get a point. And, you know, there are qualifiers and contextualizations here. Should the Avs beat the Jets? Yeah, probably. Did the Avs get a point out of a game with a trailed 3-1 with 25 minutes left? Also, yes. Yeah, you go down 2 nothing and 3-1 and you walk out with the point, it's hard to feel like it's a total loss. But when you do have the entire third period in overtime and win the, the game, game is 3-3, yeah. uh, you do feel like a uh, missed opportunity at For least sure. here. For sure. Definitely had the chance to close that game out and weren't able to get it over the line. Not that they played particularly poorly. It's a weird game where you can you can they didn't really play very well. Certainly for, for, the, for the first, first half, half, yeah. And then, but they also weren't bad until overtime, in which we all knew that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like if you go and watch, you go and watch the watch along. Yep. Uh, if you were on the watch along, hi again, long time no see. Uh, if you weren't, uh, hello. <laughs> if you go and watch it. You'll see us. We were extremely unsurprised yeah. how it played out. <laughs> Immediately as the game ended, it's like, all right, well, so the Avs are going to lose in overtime. Yep. And then, thankfully, they did it quick. They didn't drag I mean, it out on us. Look, when you saw when you saw Rantanen and McKinnon on the ice together, you knew. <laughs> you knew. Yep. Those guys, I, I, I'm actually, I would actually like to go and look it up at some point, but... Uh, those guys seem like they have been on an astronomical number of overtime goals it, against. It is. It's got to be insanely high number at three yeah. v three. Yeah, it's got to be. Yep. And you know what? The same thing as last year. Guess what? Doesn't matter in the playoffs. Yeah, three on three overtime. Why were the F so good at in overtime in the postseason? Because it's five v five. Yep. Uh, we'll get uh, into all of it. I guess I have the rundown. You do. I yes. have the rundown. Is clock ready? You ready? Yeah. I, I could have seen this coming. No, I'm kidding. Uh, honestly, the abs, abs, abs were bad in the first period, uh, bad defensively. Whatever they did offensively that looked good just wasn't good enough. Jets jump out to a 2-0 lead on bad breakdowns from the abs. Uh, just just Defense not good. in particular. Just not good. Yep. Not good hockey there. Uh, and they get one back. And you start to feel like, okay, they're starting to work their way into the game. And immediately, not immediately, but pretty quickly. Give it get, away get again. Back, yeah. Get back down 3-1. And then from there, it's all abs for the rest of regulation. Yep. Just dominant. They, they turn it up. They go from 3-1. They tie it up with two goals. Uh, Miko Rantanen scores twice. And Val Nachushkin gets one on the power play. Uh, I believe their only power play opportunity it of the was night. correct. And a scoreless third period leads to overtime where the Jets score on the first shift and win 4-3. At the buzzer. Yeah, easy. Nailed it. Uh, let's, as always, go roughly chronologically. I know we always jump all over the place. But uh, first goal, one, penalties are bad. And the Avs PK continues to be a roller coaster at best. It's bad still. Yep. Yeah. And what was different about this bad uh, with the Sam Gagne goal to open up the scoring in the first period is that it was not so much the system. Sure. Like you could definitely not love the fact that they're getting passes through the seam like that. 
but the wings were so far apart yep. that it's not like a, an empty back door, which it's not, we would yeah. see eventually. Yeah. But, but it wasn't the same thing. It was a lot more, Eric Johnson, what you doing, guy? I, dude. What was with that flailing apart. about, just my man? Just falling apart on that one. I because he he looks like he's going to make a play on the puck, and Comfer is also going to make a play on the puck. Yep, and stops because he thinks EJ has it. Well, EJ, EJ gives him one of these, and yeah. EJ is in the process of just falling down. <laughs> yeah. as it and, goes between his legs. Yeah, as it goes between his, his legs, stick and is in no man's land. Like it's a total <laughs> gong show. It was a it was a total mess, uh, and they get and and. That's that's differs because the other issues that you've seen have been guys have been left wide open. You know, they're the guys are making yeah. bad reads and this right. and that. You end up with this two was, defensemen on one guy. Well, and this is this is Eric Johnson just flailing yeah. about like a wild man that, on that one and just lost the, his the, balance. And, it's no one has to go look at the film on that one. Yeah. The the film on yeah. that one is EJ stand up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot more of a that's that's a lot more of one from EJ where you're just like okay, tough one, but what are you doing, yeah. guy? Um, so not not great, but the really like it was the defensive zone coverage in the first period all together. It was just, bad. It was just bad. Oof. And you get you get into the second goal then, and it's a good shot. It's from a dangerous area. Sure, it, but. It, Every goal in the NHL, I say this all the time in my reviews, every goal in the NHL is a bunch of breakdowns stacked on top of each other. Yeah, it takes a series of mistakes to create goals, And usually. It, it, the reason this one was so weird is because we're used to watching Devon Taves' gap control be immaculate. Yeah, and so it was weird when he was really loose on when yeah. they were entering that zone. He was playing it like they had like a rock-solid... 3v2 right and so the way that he was sagging off made it take away the backside too yeah made it look a lot more like they were the the scoring chance that they had was more dangerous than it really was yeah and it ended up proving to be a self-fulfilling prophecy yep because he thought it was a dangerous scoring chance and then let it become one and helped it become one by giving so much space yep uh so it was just too loose of a gap there and it's a fine finish. I don't love that from Georgiev. Yeah, I look <laughs> without the, the, getting the too... overtime goal is a much better shot than oh, that. Totally, than that totally. One. And, and without getting, I I don't want to go into the was he was it good was it bad? You, yeah, you pay a goaltender to stop shots when no one else on your team can. That's yeah. his job. Like eventually, you got to stop some. And to his credit. After three, Georgiev did a good job in this hockey game. He, he let the Avs get back into the game and, and get a point out of it. Yeah. But one more save and the Avs win, right? So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know it's totally different. Yeah. Than that. Totally. They made his life real easy with uh, 21 to three yeah. third period. It was not a tough third period for him, for sure. It was a very easy third period for Georgiev, and the Avs just couldn't quite finish there, but. We'll get to that. Too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they they they're up to nothing, and it just feels like you're they're on the verge of getting walked yep. because they're not playing well. Game could they're have not playing with any the jump. other way for sure. They're not playing. They're really not playing with any real and and that en- enthusiasm. And that's the frustration in the first period, as you see 
them fall behind and you see a bunch of this casual play. They're just kind of flipping pucks. Yeah. You're not quite seeing the engagement that you wanted to see out of it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and to their credit, they came out in the second period and turned that yeah. knob up quite going, a bit. Going into going into a, a first period down two nothing on home ice where you've played that poorly is a letdown. But also like in the NHL, that's a mountain that you gotta climb. And they got to work pretty quickly in the second period. And it was their best guys that did it. Yep. It was ha- while it was happening, we were like, look, these are the guys that needed it needed to, to have a good shift. Yeah. And then they get to the end of it. They're all exhausted. I did, yeah, I don't want to understate how insanely good of a shift it was, that was. It was dominant. It was like, a genuine 90 seconds of complete control of the puck in the offensive zone. Yeah. Like dominant. And they did both ends. Both teams are completely fucking gassed at the end of it. And they convert off of a a literal drawn up perfect hockey play. Right. Like like, it's like straight up like tic-tac-toe. Like you're like, oh, that's a great pass. That's a great pass. Oh, oh, that's a goal. (laughs) Boy, that was really good hockey. (laughs) It's great movement. The Jets don't respond to it. They get in there. They get, they get that goal. And it's, it's great hockey. And Unfortunately, it did not seem to give them that jolt that it usually does when they get that goal. And then you watch them start running downhill. You know, they the very next shift, they come out and they they, they hard on them. Yep. And it's another wave of scoring chances. And you watch the Avs play with all that energy and all that confidence. They did not do that this time. And, 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 and it wasn't it, it wasn't like bad things started yeah. happening. They just didn't build off of well, it. Well, you still see uh, this is you're starting to get well and properly into the season now. This is game four, but you're still seeing, ah, you know, this isn't quite clicking. Oh, that passes a couple feet off of their guy. Yeah. It's still just not quite everybody knows where everyone is at every moment level of, of chemistry on this. Definitely. Team yet. And you can tell when that top line plays together. Yep. There's especially, there's when, <laughs> especially when Taves and McCarr are out there, we are like just all, well, these guys yep. really, really, really are on the same wavelength. Yep. Uh, so it's, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see as this team works through so many changes lines, two through four. Um, the, really the big disappointment tonight was just the way the defense played. Like you don't love that. Yep. It, and you expect better out of this defense. Yeah, you do. Ex- you do, uh, expect better. And it not like, not only do you expect, but when you don't get like the third period is what you expect them to do. Like just bury teams, just suffocating defense that just erases the other team. When the Jets are the the Jets are skating through open lanes and their pucks are going into the middle of the ice yep. and they're getting scoring chances and you're relying on block shots to survive, block shots and somebody once compared to block shots to killing cockroaches, <laughs> it, it, it's great that you do it because it's better than the alternative, but doing it doesn't solve the source of the problem, right. and that is that's very true. You can't have tonight, the puck if you're blocking exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> tonight, they were relying on the block shot to bail them out. Instead of just blocking them when they had opportunities to, it was they needed them because they were way, way too many scoring chances from the Jets in good scoring areas early on in the game. And that's how you get behind 2 nothing When you spot a team a 2 nothing lead like that, it is hard to come back. It is hard to work back from. 
when they got it to 2-1, as I mentioned, they didn't really build off of it in the way that we're accustomed to seeing. And yep. that's when it ends up 3-1. You're yep. like, this is either really, really not their night or... What do they have left in the tank here? Yeah. It... Like, what are we going to see here? What is what is their response in this spot? Well, and, and, and you, you had to love that. And you look at the 3-1 goal too, right? Where you just tip your cap a little bit to the other team. Yep, the Avs could have played it better. You don't like the cross piece, crease pass going through, especially with how much Georgiev committed. You'd yeah. like to see Kale win that battle in the corner, and you're never even in that situation in the first place. Yeah. But the other team is on the ice, and they're pretty good at hockey too. Yeah. If that's a goal that gets beat, and you haven't given up a PK goal and a four-on-four goal earlier in the game, you just go, yeah. NHL teams score goals. Yeah. The problem is that's a goal that makes it 3-1, and you're going, wow, really hurts a lot more. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that was just, I think, because we talked about in the watch-along where we were like, at, 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 one, at, at what point? Do you just tip your cap and say that's a great play by them? Yep, it's a great read. It's a great. It's a great look. It's great patience from Wheeler. Uh, he finds Perfetti on the back door, and it's just wide open. It's just too easy. They made it too easy, and like they made it too easy, and the Jets capitalized. And, and they we say they made it too easy, but also was it Miko in front? Yeah. Gets gets his stick on that puck. Like he gets a piece of it. Yeah. Almost stopped it, yeah. but it just gets through and it's in the back of your net. Yeah. And this was the thing, this is the third game in a row that we've talked about where that can be the difference in just capitalizing on a chance. Yep. You know, we talked about it in Calgary, Miko misses the empty net with at two one. That would have made it two two. Yep. And it becomes three one going the other way. Colorado gets away with in Minnesota they get away with Erickson X shorthanded that yep. would have made it 4-4 it goes 5-3 the other way yep. game's over yep those are the things like th- those are the things that change games well, and-, and this was this was in that same vein that that extra inch Miko just doesn't quite make that play defensively and that's yep. not a criticism that's a tough spot to be in totally it's it's a lot easier to pass pucks through people <laughs> like that like in in no short doubt. No doubt. But in, in short areas if he like makes that, that play, you're living in a totally different world. Though. Absolutely. And they capitalize on that chance. They do make it 3-1. And then the Avs, then the Avs kick it into yeah. gear and, and start to get there. So briefly before we get into the Avs comeback here, does anyone hold the stick as low as Miko on those net front? Yeah. Like, I, well, so he purposely chokes up on right, it. But he chokes like way during, up. During the play, you see him because you don't want that flex. You want you, you want, want it as rigid be, as possible exactly. to do the little golf chip shot. Exactly. Yeah. You want to have a little bit more control of it, but you want it to go. You want it to go quickly. Yep. It's so look, if you need to choke up on your stick. Nice. Make sure that stick uh, is a Hassle Cattle Company really sausage. really was not. I <laughs> thought that was going <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> I really... We have mixed company, so I'm glad you I'm glad you put it in the back pocket. Hassle Cattle Company has some of the best meats out there. Farm down in Texas. You can use code DNVR20 at HassleCattleCompany.com to get 20% off your order. Not just the sausages. They have their Wagyu beef burgers. Those are the those are the ones. Those things are so good. Someone was asking about my last meal. It might be a Wagyu burger from Hassle Cattle Company. Yo, we should tomorrow on tomorrow's pod. We should we should see what everybody's last final meal meals. Would be. I'm, I'm yeah. in. 
<laughs> next off next season. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe next August. <laughs> all sorts, all sorts of delicious meals that you can get from Hassle. You can mm. order their their meat boxes uh, to your front door if that's what you want to do. Also, of course, brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. You can find them here at the bar, of course, or at your local liquor store anywhere in the lower forty-eight. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Speaking of delicious meals. Okay. That's what the Avs made the Jets in the second half. They really, they, I mean, first of all, the the goal to make it 3-2 was literally the same play. It's the same (laughs) thing as the first goal. It's an extended shift from the top line where they just vibe and they dominate. They have great puck movement. This time they, the, they start to get the change going. Uh, and then they make an exceptional play and they score. Yep. I just, and you're like, oh, it's Miko in front of the net, choked up on I, the stick once again. I, I said it during the watch along, and those types of plays, those types of shifts are the shifts that make you go, oh, this team is just better than the other team. Yeah. And, and like, I know they lost the game, but. Well, that's where, that's where you look at Colorado's top talent and you're like, this is why they're defending cup champs like yep. these dudes are monsters yep. when they get locked in like that yeah it, it, it's truly crazy that they could just go out and do that again because like we said there's another team out there they're pretty good they scored some good goals give them some credit they also got torn to shreds yeah on both of those goals yep wasn't even you remotely talk about close. that defense. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking. We're like, how do you let Miko Rantanen stand alone in front of the net? <laughs> Dude has 40 goal seasons. I don't like, know if you've heard. One thing last week when Byram and Manson left Brett Ritchie alone. Yeah. In front of the net, yeah. You're like, yeah, like he's an Dude has player. five goals a year. <laughs> but it's like, that's Brett Ritchie. <laughs> yeah. This is freaking Miko Rantanen. You leave him alone <laughs> twice in front of the net. <laughs> Well, you got they got what they deserved it's not on even that like, one. You didn't just leave him alone. You left every passing lane open. Yeah. Also, yeah. like as made it look routine. Yeah. So they they did make it look easy. Two dominant shifts to end up in two goals. Yep. And it's a three two game at that point. And you're like, look, they haven't they haven't gotten a, a power play yet in this game. They're starting to really take over. And you're like, look at 3-2. They're starting to really feel this. And then they do draw a penalty. They get on that power play. And it just isn't very hard, man. Yep. I, by the way, Val Nachushkin has five goals in four games. I just want to throw it out there. I know you especially hate the projection stats in super small sample sizes but yeah. come on isn't this is a little bit fun right yeah <laughs> well because we talked about okay well he's gonna have to live up to it he's got to do this he's got to do that and he's done that yep he's been great the one thing that i would say that has been interesting about nachushkin is you aren't seeing it at 5v5 where he's dominating four in the power same play way. goals he's got four of his five goals are on the power play where he gets next to the top guys who are locked in and vibing. <laughs> it's like, and I can feed off yeah, this. He's this like, oh, fun. yeah, this is easy. Well, and, and it's one of those things, too, because I guarantee you by the second month of the season, this will be scouted and blocked off. But they have the give and go to Miko down low 
play work yeah. to a T right now. Well, and it was so what was crazy about the third goal, Nachushkin's goal, yep. is that it's so open from the Jets. Both Nachushkin <laughs> and Arturi Lekkanen kind of hanging out <laughs> wide open in front of their net on that power play. <laughs> yep. Like the Jets defense bit hard. Yep. Full commit. It was a full commit on not defending the front of their net. <laughs> and that's how you end up blowing a two goal lead. It, Twice. I you brought it up too. Like it's so wide open and credit to Arturi Lekkanen for making the correct read. There. Yeah. Lekkanen could have gone out of his way thinking that that puck was coming to him and instead jumped out, jumped up over the puck. Yep. Read that that was not like just trusted. Yeah. No way Miko's sending me a pass this bad. <laughs> he's right? too good for this. Yeah. Like it's he's too good of a player for this puck to be for me. There's got to be a guy behind me. There was, and it ends up in the back of the net and it's just great play. Just great play. Yeah, it's it, and it will go unremembered, but I always like to point this out. Miko might have a top five saucer pass in the world. Oh, dude, he's always been an exceptional passer. Yep, his playmaking skills are off the charts, and we saw it tonight. He, you know, he he gets he finishes with two goals and an assist and all, but we saw several passes throughout the game that are just that filth. You're like, oh my! That little God, slip pass dude. to McKinnon to break yeah. him was nasty yep. to free up McKinnon. Yeah. There were a couple of other passes through the neutral zone, especially. And that's the those are the cute things that when they work, you're like, he's so sick. <laughs> and when they don't work, you're like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> Mika, what are you Can doing? Can you just dump it in over the guy's head? <laughs> Why do you have to make this so hard all the time? <laughs> and instead, you know, tonight was one of those nights where it was working for him and he looked dominant. Yep. He, it was just a, a monstrous performance for Miko. Yeah, and he's off to... They hard to start hotter than the Avs top guys have. Yeah, to he is honest. off to such a crazy start. Yep. Um, I did want to throw this out there because we talked about this on the watch along as well. The Avs have a defenseman involved in every single goal. Yeah. Between uh, Taves on the first one is just a secondary, but still Byram with the beautiful play on the second goal goes all the way across, switches sides to be the open guy for the primary assist. And then Makar picking up the uh, the power play point. Yeah, and that's where you know the, with the struggles that you're getting right now out of your forward core's depth. Yeah, you know, the which depth. we'll get to. We're, we'll yeah. talk lines through two through four. He really, I say depth, but yeah. it's everybody but the top line. Yeah, not wrong. Uh, you need that scoring to come from somewhere, and once again, your defense it has picked up that slack. It has done a great job. Um, it was leading the NHL in scoring coming into tonight. I don't think three points hurt that. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to slow them down. <laughs> like they are, your Colorado's defense right now functions at the pr- productivity level of a pseudo first line. Yep. Uh, second line, you know, like a low end first line, a, a, a top six, line. a top six line. Exactly, <laughs> and that's that's where they're able to pick up some of that slack from. Yeah, you're looking at the forwards and being like, oh, they're a one line team, mm-hmm. but they have a dominant offensive producing defense well and a dominant and here's the thing i want as we get into the third period the third period honestly what no update on tapes Mm. he did get x-rays done yep um also evan rodriguez was on the cart was also in the x-ray room but again no update there uh 
Something something definitely has the potential to be wrong with Devontae's, though. He missed some time in the game in the yeah. third period. We'll see. Yep. Uh, getting into the third period, I, I'm curious your thoughts, AJ, because if I'm being honest, <laughs> the third period actually gave me more confidence in the abs depth. I know they didn't finish a goal, yeah. but they generated a good number of chances. <clears throat> That's easily the best period against a real NHL team that the non-McKinnon line has had this season. Um, we saw, we saw different opportunity. JT Confer made a couple of nice plays. Yep. Martin Cowett was pretty heavily involved in the third period with a couple of scoring New chances. Newhook had a couple of chances too. Alex Newhook had a really good scoring chance as yep. well. Uh, and again, your defense, Bowen Byram yep. involved in multiple scoring opportunities, including the primary assist at the end. It's still in the second period, but yeah. on the game tying goal. Yep. Uh, but Byram, really, really, really good tonight. I think Colorado's yeah. best defenseman tonight, Bo Byram. shedded a couple dudes at the blue line, too. Yeah. Josh Manson, a great game, too. I thought those guys were great tonight. Yep. Uh, on the other end, I didn't think McCarr was very good. Taves obviously had the loose gap on one of the goals. Eric Johnson fell apart on one of the goals. Like, you're yep. talking some not great play Yep. from some of those guys. But Sam Gerrard, steady as he goes. Solid, unspectacular. He's really settled in very nicely. Yep, agreed. Um, kind of cutting through some of those second and third line guys because technically the new hook line started as the third line and then they just said screw it and put, it, <laughs> put him and Erod back with Nuke. Yeah, so put him back with the yeah. skin where it was like, okay. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't understand, but whatever. Yeah, a couple of key points here. The battle for the roster spots... Look, Bednar just didn't play the fourth line tonight, and, and part of that is because the Avs were behind for so much of the game. Yeah, when you're chasing a game, you're not going to play that line very much. And then when they did, even when you get into a tie game in the third period, a fourth line that you very clearly don't trust is not going to play much. Yep. And so Magna and Bleed both had just six minutes. Magna uh, with that one nice move, though. And then no finish, but yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't even think ended up with a shot on goal. It didn't, so. yeah. So... Didn't quite get there. Cout had some opportunity, had 11 minutes. If you're asking me, he was good enough to to be the leader of that pack. I'll put it that way. I think he certainly justified the minutes that he played uh, and going into the next game should continue to get double-digit minutes. Yep. I thought Cout looked good tonight. I, the penalty was stupid and a waste of everybody's time. Um, yeah, dumb call. And yeah. They, they took them both. So why, them why, both and, why did you call anything? At yeah, that point? it made no but, It was just stupid. Uh, and, and he didn't like do a ton in the first half of the game. Very noticeable in the second half of the game. He had one really good shift in the first period. Yeah. Then that penalty call. And then he disappeared for a while. Yeah. And then showed up again in the third. Big time third period presence. Yep. And, and that's where it's like, okay, you're starting to be noticeable in positive ways. This is what they want. And that's where, that's where you're like, if you got six minutes of ice time, those quiet shifts in the middle would have stopped him from getting the ice. The, in the right. Exactly. And so uh, again, I would say his performance justified what he got and should encourage them to give him that again. Yep. Uh, in the next game. So it's still a lot of moving parts in the, yeah. Bottom and six. like by no means is that like, Oh, he was great. And Oh my gosh. No. So yeah. Right. Or whatever. Like, but when you look at his, his performance compared to, uh, what Megna did, what Bleed did tonight, what Curtis McDermott has done so far this year. Um, outside of the first game, Curtis McDermott has been brutally bad. Agreed. 
brutally bad and him him getting healthy scratched uh was it honestly it's inevitable yeah it's very obvious that the avalanche really like having him on the team he's very well liked but if you're asking that roster spot to be an nhl caliber player it's also very obvious that jared bedner trusts him very little with real responsibility he trusts him to go out there and smash into people right like there's no trust for him to to do uh to to play meaningful minutes yep. uh, because he's not doing that the only time that he has uh is when games have been decided and he's gotten out there and been like oh more shifts it, so uh and bleed like anton bleed didn't do anything tonight like they totally invisible anton bleed yeah. and jason magna didn't do a single thing tonight that said you can't bring McDermott back in yep agreed they didn't do because if they if they just wanted to swap bleed and McDermott, you wouldn't even really notice. I, I nothing against the guy. Genuinely did not notice Anton bleed a single time, and and that's because he only played six minutes. But also, did he have an offensive shift where he did anything with the puck? I don't know. And that doesn't mean he played bad. We've talked about this before. We know Bednar is probably more interested in was he positioning well defensively and things like that. Yeah, but. It's hard to justify those guys when you have someone like a Cout who's having a good night like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, there's ketchup over there because I ate during the middle of the game. Facts. During uh, during the watch-along, during the third period, I had a burger, and that's just sitting because we haven't taken it down yet. Now it's part of the set, and we're never taking it down. It's just yeah. we're pretty thin up here after the new set. So Permanent, confirmed. It. Yeah. Look, if you're trying yeah, to need ketchup, something to drink. With tickets, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Are you catching up with tickets? No, no. no. Well, don't catch up. Go to game time and get them Oof. beforehand. Uh, this you, is also brutally bad. <laughs> look, I gotta match the abs energy. All right. Uh, <laughs> use the link down in the description to go to game time. You can get tickets to up to sixty percent off uh, when you find them on there. Uh, they're something specific that I'm missing here. Oh, right. You, it, when they get closer to game time, usually they, they get better. Um, game time, super awesome app. It's downloaded by more than 15 million people. Highly recommend you get it yourself to get those great prices. Uh, you can get tickets to the Pepsi center. You can get tickets to Broncos games. If you hate yourself, I said Pepsi center, it's ball arena should timestamp the ketchup bottle. <laughs> you can get yourself tickets to the Nuggets who are playing regular season games again now. It sounds like they probably lost, but that's okay. Let's uh, see. Let's see how they're doing. And and don't make a mistake. This is nationwide. Four minutes to play. Well, that's not that bad, but it's, I mean, it's probably going to lose. Yeah. yeah, it's not enough. Uh, you can also get tickets nationwide with game time. Any sport, any arena. Check them out. Use the link. That helps us out if you use the link in the description. So do that. And then... If you're going to sports, you might as well throw a couple bucks on the gambling on sports. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up there to get... What was it Megan said the other day? She'd never placed a gamble? Yeah, she'd never placed a gamble. Yeah, before. on sports before. And it's like, ah, we can tell. Uh, that was a... Yeah. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it made me laugh. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying... Be sure to use the DNVR code when you sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, this is old. Am I looking at the right thing? I Probably guess not. I well, it says it's 
for oh no that's definitely old all right i don't actually know what the deal is yeah yeah do you know what the deal is it's always the deal at DraftKings Sportsbook without the odd boost that we have over there. There you go. Sir. I mean, he's not wrong. I made I made 50 bucks tonight because they decided to give me Kevin Durant plus 20 points for uh, even money. So. Well, yeah, I've ruined your parlay. Yeah, but I've still made money because I made a bunch of free money from Kevin Durant. So yeah. you're good to go. Thanks for the free bet. Easy life. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that really was free money. Genuinely. So even if you don't get the new one, which is probably something like a hundred dollars in free bets when you sign up and bet five dollars on something, which check that out, uh, you'll be good. Genuinely, I know like Blaze has an account where he only does the like super boosts, and he's made like ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah, a lot of them are really good deals. If you just stick, like, don't even think about it, but take yeah. the deals. Just check every day. What's yeah. the boost? What's the what's the thing that they're giving me that there's a reason they're boosting it, right? It's a thing that normally would not have good odds. <laughs> Correct. And they're giving you a chance and, and they're saying, I, I, it, we're daring you. Right. You won't. Anyway, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app today. It must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, look. Do you really need us to break down overtime? If you watch this team before this season, you know what this overtime looks like. Yeah, Bleed and Magna going back down will be uh, entirely about saving on uh, yeah. accruing daily cap Paper, for tomorrow. Or depending on Helm's health, whatever. Yeah. yeah, like one of those guys may, like they could be back, but with Helm, maybe nobody. Right. Or, or maybe only one of them comes back. I, there, I, look, there's a totally real possibility that the day Helm is healthy, the lineup is Cout, Helm, and McDermott. Yeah, <laughs> like, it could be. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see. I guess there is that possibility that neither of them come back. Yep. You have Jaycon sitting around too. So love Jaycon. Uh, a lot of options there. Yeah. Overtime anyway, that's, does that's just about overtime now. doesn't even get close to the thirty second mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have one shift. McKinnon gets bodied uh, along the board. Ranted well, in. It, before that, even the Avs get possession. Yeah, they and start with possession. Miko swoops in and takes an ill-advised overtime shot. Immediately gives up possession for the Avs. McKinnon swoops around, loses loses the battle because he's just positionally never going to win that physical battle. Yeah, and for some reason, while that's happening, Miko swoops below the goal line. Yeah, well, and then kind of drifts, and yeah. it looks like the way that the Jets flew the zone. Yep. See, see what I did there? They're jets, jets. and they fly. Yeah, hilarious. Hilarious stuff. Get it? Get it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, my God. Why are, Why is this happening to me? It wasn't that good of a joke. Yeah, no kid. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, no, it was... So the way that they flew the zone, the way that Miko stays, you could see when he realizes, oh, shit, we're in trouble. Yep. And then tries to get yeah, back into the play. Back, but, but if this is the this is the proposition of three on three, yep. because if the Jets fly that zone and McKinnon wins that battle, it's a two on one the other way. Then yeah. Miko and has the zone puck, two on one. Really? Yeah. Miko has the puck by himself. Yep. Against Hellebuck. Yep. And because he decides he's gotten, he knows because Miko has uh, Makar back, he knows that he can, he's taking a chance. 
And he takes the chance that the Avs are going to win, that McKinnon is going to win that battle. And when he realizes we're not winning this battle, we're in serious trouble. They flew the zone. I need to get back. It was too late. They get a two-on-one. Well, and the two-on-one doesn't really come into play. I, McCarr takes away the pass. And it's he, just... A, it, it never... It, Pionk never yeah, really threatens it. It's just an just all-world shot. and blows a puck by Georgiev. It that's it. Like, just blows a puck by him, and that's that. Yeah. But really, it starts with Miko's decision. Right. And what I, does he decide I, to do? I wanted to touch on that because yeah, I feel like you're being pretty generous Given him that, oh, if McKinnon wins it, because you well, because that's the that's the coin toss I, that you make. In I three know on what three. you're saying, but you look at that position, and McKinnon's never winning that. I own, I agree with you because to me, I thought this is stupid. What are you doing? Oh, the game is over. Yeah, and and while it was happening, it was like, come on, man. Yeah, and it just it, but you can understand from his side of it. You're like, if they if he wins if if McKinnon wins that battle. Or if he at least is competitive enough that Miko can get involved in it. My problem is, is that Miko isn't trying to get involved in it. He's just coasting. He's coasting and he's watching it yep. until he actually looks at the ice. And then you see the light bulb go on. Oh, no. <laughs> because he starts skating like a madman. And it was just way too late. Yeah. And it was just way too late. And like... It's a frustrating scenario for the Avalanche because we've seen this or thereabouts happen a dozen times over the last few years. More than that. (laughs) It probably is more than that. So, look, I don't know the answer. I don't know that the Avs need to really answer this question because at the end of the day, they're a playoff team anyway, and it doesn't matter in the playoffs. Look, like this is not like three on three will just be what three on three is. Yep. Um, When they put McKinnon and Ranton and out there together, these mistakes happen and they lose games and you live with it. (laughs) And, but it also on a night where those were by far your two best offensive players, you understand where Jared Bednar is like, these are my best players. What else am I going to do? What do you (laughs) think I should do guy on the internet? (laughs) And leading us perfectly into this, our King of the game. I know we just ripped him, but Miko involved yeah. in all three goals tonight. Yeah. Well, and, and Miko was great tonight. He, aces, like top he was, to bottom. He aces. was especially offensively. You saw him. he was great. He had one really good defensive breakup of Kyle Connor, where Connor came in with speed. Miko just stripped the puck. Yep, and, I was and like, it was cool. Like, bye. The the Jets actually ended up keeping possession of that puck, <laughs> but it was all to the outside, and that's their best goal scorer. This guy scored forty goals last year. Yep. Like Kyle Connor, Kyle Connor's their best player, their best offensive player, and Ranton in one on one just housed him in that in that spot. And it's like Miko Ranton was really really good tonight. Makes the big mistake in overtime, and that sucks. Yep, that sucks because that's life, right? Like sometimes sometimes you make one mistake and bad things man, happen. Look, sometimes you make no mistakes some, and bad things happen. Sometimes days just are like that, man. Dude and. We're almost done with today, which can't end soon enough. No kidding. Anyway, but Miko genuinely, Miko genuinely deserved deserved king of that king of the game. He was a he was very good. That mistake absolutely sucks. It absolutely sucks, and that's a bummer. But that's life. That's how it goes sometimes. So what's the what's the directive here? Put this game behind you. Go do this back to back travel games. Yeah, and, you don't even worry about tonight yeah, that much. You okay. look at the you look at the tape from the first 
30, 40 minutes. And you say, look, we need to tighten this up. It's very obvious that defensively we have to be good from the jump because offensively right now we just don't have the depth. Yep. We just, those these guys have not found their way yet. You know, and maybe they don't find their way and they have to make serious changes for depth That's scoring. 50 games away. <laughs> you had to be completely fucking delusional to think that they were going to lose Nazem Kadri and Andre Burakovsky. And immediately be And fine. have yeah. no issues. Yep. This is a tough transition period. And the thing that they're figuring out is that they have to be on the ball defensively at the start of games. And that, and like, I want to go back to this. I think there's reason to feel positive about those depth guys starting to figure it out. Connor Hellebuck had to stand on his head in the third period to keep this a tie game to overtime. So. Yeah. And like it all built into an absolutely dominant avalanche third in which they just did not break through. Yep. Came really close a couple of times. Um, Martin Cowan and Alex Newick might've had the best scoring chances in the third period. Genuinely great scoring chances just did not finish. So if they're generating chances like that, that's step one. If we look 10 games down the line and they're still not converting those chances, then you start to think, okay, we need to fix something here. Yeah. And look, not having Landy is going to hurt them because now they, right now there's no safety valve coming to help them out and lift them up. You can't just drop that guy to the third line. Have to figure this out. Yep. They have to get it taken care of. They have to figure it out now. Uh, not, not like now, but like, you know, over the next month and a half, they it, really have to get, it's some on done. the guys that they have to figure it exactly. out. Exactly. That's there's no help is not on the way here. You're all these people in chat. Oh, they'll make a move. Look, they're very asset poor. Yep. They are very asset poor. They don't have a ton of, I'd, uh, of salary cap space right now to work with. I, they, I'm. They might need to make moves at the deadline and stuff. I don't see any reason unless something crazy happens. They really, realistically, are not going to be making a big move until much, much closer to the deadline. Yep. When they've accrued more cap space and they haven't, they have a much better idea of what some of the kids can give them. Yep. You it, know what some of these guys can give them. We're talking about this after four games, you, guys. You, like this is you absurd. Want, look. We feel a certain way about prospects, right? Where we uh, very often on this podcast want them to be given opportunity. Yeah. This is it. Now you have to sit here and work through it. You can't just take the opportunity away at the first. Why won't they play New Hook at 2C? They should play New Hook at 2C. The majority of our chat spent the entire offseason saying New Hook will be fine. Yep. And now we're four games in and it's like, uh you can't pull that rug. Yeah. Already either give him a chance to succeed or you don't. So give him a little bit of runway. I'm saying I'm saying 15 games. Don't be the Minnesota Wild with Marco Rossi. Don't do it. If he gets to 15 games and he has two points, you have a problem. Sure, the, but we're not to 15 games yet. <laughs> He's not to two points either. Well, you got 10 games to figure it out. Like, that'd be 14, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's got 11 games to figure it yeah. out. But that's the thing. Like, let's see how it goes. Yeah, right. So. You can't just say, oh, it's already not working. Stop. Especially because I think there has been some progress. Right. I think the last two games, especially from Newhook, you've seen a lot. He's been a lot more involved. He's had He's been involved in multiple scoring chances. Yep. And we saw that the, the guy scored what, like 16 yeah. last year. Like, we we know he can score. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to be okay. You just, he just needs to bury one or two and then we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. But 
there's no like there's no doubt there's room for improvement there and it does need to get figured out they do like those guys do need to play better that's not what's being said here it's really just that just be patient guys you're in the bed that you made yeah just be patient <laughs> don't sleep on the floor because you don't like the bed for the first night like <laughs> it's like getting a new bed yeah and you, when it gets in yeah like the first night that we got our new bed and it was like and you wake up and your back's like oh god yeah you're like oh my god dude what is this but after a couple of weeks you're sleeping way better yeah. well and and i don't remember i don't actually remember where i was uh but my response was oh i'll just sleep on the floor and I went and I laid down on the floor for 10 minutes. And I was like, hell no, this is horrible. (laughs) I'm going back. I don't even, I don't remember where I was. No, I'm, I'm trying to, it wasn't that long ago. And I'm trying to, cause it was like, I was only going to be there for, Oh, Oh, I remember. I remember what it was. It was the night before I moved. And all my, all of my belongings were out of my, all of my furniture that I, I'd thrown all of it away or sold it or whatever. And so all of it was out and I was like, I'll just sleep on the floor Mm. because they were coming at six in the morning and I'd stayed up and I'd stayed up working and doing whatever, getting ready, uh, until 2 AM that for 10 minutes and And they're like, no, I'll just stay up. Well, (laughs) and, and so I actually, what I did, it's even better. I went, I drove, I got in the car at two in the morning drove 10 minutes down the road to a friend's house who was out of town and I had already made arrangements to stay at their place. And I went in and I slept in their guest bedroom that night for five hours. That's all it's their guest bedroom and went and and drove home and drove back to my house and met the movers. And then I moved that day. But anyway, yeah, it was awful. Like it was, I, I was like, Oh, I'll just sleep on the floor. And it was awful. Right. Well, right now, they're not going to go sleep on the floor. They're going to yeah. give Alex Newhook. They're going leash. to sleep in their bed. Yeah. And if they wake up in 10 games and their bed's on fire. They're going with the plan that they had made. Yeah. They're not calling right. an audible. They're going to They're going to give this uh, time right. to breathe. So this isn't a Minecraft bed where overnight it just... It just oh, it explodes. Let's go. Dude. Uh, uh, final thoughts on this game before we get out of here, AJ? Uh, hate to lose to the Jets again. Nah, sucks to be you. But in overtime, I don't ever really feel that badly. The Avs have got to have a pretty poor record against the Jets. Yeah, in it's the not past great. Few years, yeah. It's not great. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get out of here for the night. Lying about not being the walrus. Yeah, straight up guys? hardcore walrus. Ridiculous, take dude. Right there. That's what a walrus would say. Absolutely is. Unbelievable. I know, right? Uh, we're going to get out of here for the night. We appreciate all of y'all. Uh, go watch the Nuggets show if you're into that. Until then. Why? Yeah, we're doing a show tomorrow. We'll be live at yeah. 1 tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, tune in for that. Until then, we'll talk okay, to you later.